Hi everyone, I'm Leonard, and I'd like to welcome you to our second podcast episode, Diversity and Inclusion in Children's Literature. And I'm Kara. We're here today with three wonderful authors to talk about some important and sensitive topics. We have Kelly Dakos, author of Our Farm in the City, Recess in the Dark, and many other children's books. Hi, Leonard and Kara. We've got Lindsay B., author of A Mother's Day Surprise. Hello. And we also have Mira Bala. Hi, my name is Mira Bala. I'm the author of Palm Trees Under Snow and Hearts Full of Hope. Thank you for being here today, ladies. Leonard, what do you think? Let's jump right into it. What is diversity? What is inclusion? Why are they important? Lindsay, why don't you start us off? There are a lot of books out there that focus on these differences and that present them explicitly to readers. I'm thinking of books such as All Are Welcome Here by Alexandra Penfold or It's Okay to Be Different by Shannon Pirtle. These books are great to have because children do need to be taught clearly about acceptance. I agree. And Callie? They help our children to understand other people and other cultures at deep levels. By understanding others, they actually come to a deeper understanding of themselves. What is the difference between stories about diversity and stories that simply include diversity? So diversity is basically about embracing our differences and respecting and appreciating what makes us different, whether it be age, gender, religion, ethnicity, sexual orientation, disability. It's about embracing our differences and living together in harmony, very closely tied to inclusion, which is a sense of belonging. So inclusion makes people feel respected and valued for who they are as individuals or a group. So what does that mean? So when it comes to inclusion, people should feel a level of support and commitment from others so they can do their best. So it's a collaborative community where we feel included. To me, inclusion is all about supporting one another through our differences and um, celebrating one another. That's so true. Lindsay, how do you do that in your writing? The very best way to teach is to do what us authors are always told to do, which is show, don't tell. Children need to be shown that differences are awesome too. That's where books that simply include diversity come into play. In my book, I'm going to say surprise, You can see many forms of diversity in the story and illustrations. I love the page that Kate, my illustrator, did where you can see all the different children playing in the schoolyard. You've got darker-skinned and lighter-skinned children, a boy in a wheelchair playing football, a girl playing sports, and these are all just in the background of the illustration, but it shows readers that all sorts of people simply exist without even having to discuss their differences. I love that illustration. What a great point, Lindsay. What would you say to someone who thinks kids are too young to learn about these topics? Kelly, I can tell you're itching to answer this one. Go ahead. Kids are already learning about these topics from adults and peers. They are wonderful observers and listeners and often take in far more than we realize. At age-appropriate levels, we need to share books and have discussions with them. And Mira... In the midst of so much chaos and hurt in the world, it is important more than ever to instill love and inspire acceptance into the hearts of everyone we can. And a perfect place to start is with our children. As parents and educators, we have an amazing ability to mold and shape these young minds and create lifelong morals and values that will help better themselves and the world. 
Let's inspire our children to love and to be accepting of each other. And we need to start them young. Exposing children to diverse books educates them and broadens their perspective about the world. When do we start? Kids are never too young to be kind and loving and accepting of each other. So I don't think that there is a right age for us to introduce a diverse books to kids. I think it should start very early from educators and parents in order for us to, you know, help the child become a person that provides inclusion and a sense of belonging to the people around them. Thank you, Mira. Okay, I have a question. Can anyone write or illustrate a diverse story? I think it is more powerful to write a diverse story if you come from that culture, but people with empathy and deep understanding of the culture can also do so. What do you think still needs to be done to achieve equal representation in children's literature and media? Kelly, why don't you tell us, since you've been working with us as a publisher for a couple of years now? We are working very hard in children's literature today to represent all groups and all cultures. With most publishing companies today, it is a priority so we can fill those bookshelves with books that share stories from other cultures as well. That's absolutely true. As an editor who also helps pick out which manuscript submissions we will take on as a new project, diversity is a big plus, but telling inclusive stories is just one part. Illustrations need to represent the diverse reality of our society today. When I took on the One Story Day by Kids for Kids project, a collection of 31 stories written by Canadian children, I knew we'd be receiving super diverse and original stories. I designed the cover with that in mind, making sure to include all kinds of kids. There are children with religious attire, kids of all races, a boy in a wheelchair, another with a pride flag on his shirt, girls and boys, indigenous and Hispanic and Caucasian and Afro-descendants. With all my designs, our illustrator Graham made a gorgeous cover for the book that we will use for years to come. Was it difficult to include diverse kids? No. But as writers and publishers, if we have always seen ourselves represented, it takes a bit more thought. We need to remember that everyone deserves to be seen and heard. At DC Canada, we look at all our new projects through a different lens to make sure we are publishing stories about people, places, and cultures that haven't had a chance to shine. Okay, that's my little rant. Let's get back to the questions. What stories are still missing from children's bookshelves? Mira? Just like the diverse students in our classroom, the books on our shelves should be reflective of their unique experiences. When I started teaching about 20 years ago, my bookshelves did nothing to reflect the students that were in my classroom. However, as the years went by, I made a conscious effort to ask my principal and our librarian to purchase books that reflected our community of students. I also began to intentionally seek out books that my students could connect with. It became my mission to find books with characters that reflected my students and their experiences. In a classroom, students have a strong need to feel seen, heard, and represented, and we can create opportunities for these experiences through the books on our shelves. You're completely right, Mira. Lindsay, like Mira, you are self-published. Can you give us your point of view? It's been great to see all of the diverse children's books being published the past few years, and we need to continue going in that direction. 
Children of all kinds need to see themselves as well as their peers represented in books, and there's so many stories waiting to be told. As an author of an LGBTQ plus book, I can say that there's a big lack of books about same-sex families and gender-fluid characters, and I'd love to see these aspects simply just included in more books. Like Leonard said, there's a need for diverse books on our children's bookshelves. And Mira, how does your book respond to this need? My mission is to write books that represent a variety of cultural backgrounds. It's important for the kids to make connections with the lives of characters and see themselves in their stories. I agree. I agree. Their stories matter. Their beauty matters. Their color and race matters. Their religion matters, and their diverse stories matter. All children deserve to see themselves in the books they read. My book, Palm Trees Under Snow, is a story that is reflective of many immigrant children. Maya, the main character, represents many children who have experienced war or tragedy and have immigrated to other countries for peace and safety. Maya struggled、uh, with her identity and sense of belonging and faced many challenges. However, with the support of her family, she persevered through it. Therefore, Palm Trees Under Snow represents many children. That may be in our classroom that have immigrated to another country, and you know, at the beginning when you immigrate to a new country, you know, you're new, you don't know the language, you know, no one really wants to be your friend. So all those different things are in the book. You know, there's the issue of sense of belonging, there's bullying. So a lot of different things are in Palm Trees Under Snow, and I feel that it is really going to empower kids. It's all about working hard and achieving your dreams. So it's a whole lot of great issues that are very important for children to be exposed to. Tell me, Lindsay, how does your book respond to this need? The fact that Rainbow, the main character, has two moms is only briefly mentioned when a classmate questions her about it. The story itself isn't about how Rainbow and her family are different. It's about the love that Rainbow has for her moms and wanting to show that to them on Mother's Day. And Callie, how does your book respond to this need? Recess in the Dark shows how children play in the dark season in the far north of Canada. It shares the stories of children growing up in this unique part of the world and actually celebrates the joys of living there. I was able to write this book because I lived with the children, taught them in school, spent time in the playground during recess with them, and loved watching all the joy they experienced as they played together in the dark. If there was one message you want listeners to take away from this episode, what would it be? Take it away, Kelly. We are all different, and yet we are all the same. When we honor and celebrate another culture in children's books, we help our children to grow with empathy, understanding, and respect for each other. These are precious realizations for children to have, and they will guide them throughout their entire lives. Callie, I love that idea. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Mira, Lindsay, and Callie, for talking to us today about these really, really important topics.
And with that, we will end this episode of Creative Voices in Children's Books. We are so glad you could join us today and get some food for thought from these three wonderful authors.